is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. I am your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Of course, I'm joined by Brandon Adam, Brandon D Adam 19 on Twitter. And then today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest, a maniacal fantasy football player, Mike Dickinson. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Dickinson. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing? What's going on, boys? Thanks for having me. And uh, I will say that my uh, fantasy maniacism has gotten exponentially greater in the year plus that I've been in leagues with you and Brandon and Sislowski. So... Uh, if my wife had any idea how many leagues I was actually in, uh, I might be doing this from the garage. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty maniacal, and uh, it's pretty my favorite, my favorite part is like you're right. I mean, we went from zero leagues last year to like three or four that we're now, and the best part is you seem to be competing. We're all kind of yeah. competing. Oh, actually, you know it's funny. Brandon and I are playing each other this week, and oh. uh, my my team actually absolutely shot the bed. On Monday night with with or excuse me Thursday night with Lamar Brandon, yep. how you doing? It's Najee week apparently. It's Najee <laughs> week. I'm so excited. Like <clears throat> I got my first share of Najee this week in a veterans draft, and I'm excited about it and um ready to take down some whales for sure. Well, let's talk about that. So first of all, sure. uh, for those who've listened to the program for a while, everybody knows you are a veteran. So mm-hmm. it was Veterans Day. It was Remembrance Day here in Canada, but it was Veterans Day in the U.S. Same, same idea. It's, it's just, it's, just, it's a thank you. It's uh, always remembering what you veterans have done for us. I mean, we're here talking about literally a fake game, fantasy football, <laughs> and we, we couldn't do that if it wasn't for you guys out there uh, putting your bodies, your minds at risk um, for the rest of us. So thank you for your service. And yeah, with thanks that, for your service, brother. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, you had the honor, pleasure of participating in a Veterans Day draft with some other Sirius XM hosts. It was Heroes versus Hosts, and. Uh, you had the yeah. 101, and 101. it was cool. I'm sure you talked to Mike about it. But we, I did. We had, call, we had a call the night before to kind of just talk through who, who you think is the 101 uh, on the season, midway through the season. Of course, we have nine weeks. We are officially halfway through. Mm-hmm. And why don't you just talk to us talk us about the process of one Najee Harris at 101? Yeah, so I was I – was the whole – immediately I was thinking JT because this is a best ball total points league. So this is just set it like it, you don't set anything. It's just best score out of your team. That's what you get. And uh, so I was thinking I was trying to stay away from people with that didn't have their bye week. So JT, it was between for me, JT and Najee for the rest of the year. And when I, and we actually, when I was talking to you, Shane, you brought up uh, Cooper cup. And Sweet that baby. was a serious um, consideration at 101 as well. Uh, but I decided to go with the running back because of the scarcity of an elite running back this year is very apparent um, in all these leagues with everybody injured. And um, I went Najee because I believe that that as the winner, as the winner rolls on here, I think mm-hmm. as Pittsburgh gets colder, it's going to be a running game kind of team. And that that guy is getting force fed volume with passing soon, and I think uh, I think he's going to be from here on out the best running back um, from here on out. Uh, that's my thought process. I I really consider JT hard. I um, and then when Dan Claskins took JT, I knew I was on the right track. 
Yeah. So, Mike, good call. Brandon, would you have taken the uh, Najee as a one-on-one? Would you have considered a guy like Cooper Cup? Understanding it's a full PPR. This was a, a, I think this was before the Odell Beckham news. Not honestly, before. That, really, this is before. Yeah, not, yeah, it doesn't really make a difference. I, I don't think to Cooper Cup. But Mike, who who are you taking at one on one right now? If you're drafting, I was so. I, Shane, you and I were in a we were in a rest of season draft yeah. two weeks ago before yeah. before the uh, Derrick Henry injury and Henry Henry was the consensus one on one in that. Um, <clears throat> I ended up I think I drafted out of the seven or eight slot there and I ended up with Najee and I was completely stoked on that yeah, I think yeah. just the volume that he's getting Brandon and I were going back and forth uh, Wednesday yeah. night before his draft and I was on I was on Najee just for the reason that um, from a points per game basis he and Taylor within like a half a point of each other yep. and you're going to miss Taylor nice. for an entire for an entire game he has not had his buy yet his buy is week 14 when you're coming yep. in the home stretch Najee has had his buy so all things being equal Give me the guy who hasn't had his buy and who's going to mm-hmm. contend every week. I, Najee's ceiling is is the RB one in any given week. So I mean, yeah. it's it's completely within the range of outcomes for him to put up 25, 30 points, depending on you know game flow, everything like that. So all things equal, yeah, he made the right call, hundred percent. Thank you. Well, and so this one was a super flex league, so that's why <laughs> Najee was able to fall to you. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. I so okay. So for those of you who do want to follow along, I should have said this before we started talking about this. We've got the, yep. the link in the show. And if you're watching on YouTube, just go look down and you can scroll down and get that. So you can see yep. uh, 101, you went Najee. Now, the 2-3 turn, this is kind of where this I, is where I everything questions. This is where everything <laughs> went off the rails. The first pick no. was easy. After that, it went off the rails. No, it DK didn't. Metcalf at, at, at the 2-12. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I would Absolutely. have done that personally. Absolutely. I just, uh, so And then you went Darren Waller. Yep. Fine pick. Like Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. He is an elite tight end, even though he's had somewhat of a disappointing season. He passed on Cordero Patterson. I did. Help me, help me understand that, that thought process. Yeah. I, you know, that was probably the one mistake I did have in my draft. I was, I was going back and forth between what I wanted to, if I wanted that elite tight end for the rest of the way out, or if I wanted Cordell at that third, at, on the, uh, after I picked DK, um, I honestly was going to go AJ Brown, but Claskins took him. So I wanted an elite wide receiver with Russ back. I think Russ is going to be probably pretty good. Uh, he's probably going to be a little bit slow this week or next week or so, but it's going to be fine. And I think he's going to end up just throwing tons of volume to DK. And then with Waller, I think everybody's he's been a little bit disappointing um the last month or so and i think that's i think that's what people were having a up they were a little upset with was why didn't you pick cordell versus him and i just i always like getting that elite tight end and when you look at the rest of the year schedule oakland raiders have a great rest of the schedule for tight end and that's why i picked waller and Cordell, I mean, I, I really wanted Cordell. I, I thought about it. I probably should have took Cordell, but and faded probably to like a, a Dawson Knox or something like that. But you know, I, I, I I'm a big I'm a big Waller guy. So I, I actually like Waller a lot. And I, I I wanted I I didn't want to deal with tight end. I just wanted to get it over with, get the guy, and that's why I should have went. Uh, that's why I, that's why I went that direction. But DK. I mean, DK is an alpha wide receiver. Debo Samuel in the middle of Debo third Samuel. round. What about he was him? On the board, he was in the middle. He was he was on the board. So, 
So what? I would rather have DK 100%. Uh, Debo Samuel is, he's got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got Kittle back. He's got Ayuk to deal with. No, like there's no reason to go Debo. Um, If I'm going with the better quarterback with a fucked up finger, and I'm going (laughs) to go with my guy, DK, I like to root for my guys. I'm a Seattle guy. I'm going to take my guy. And I know he is going to be amazing once Russ comes back. And he's been just – he's actually been pretty good. But, you know, I I actually like – and then with Carson injured, just more and more volume is going to go to the passing game. So I just – I see – I see DK having a really strong end of the season. Okay, Mike, what's what's more egregious in your in your humble opinion? Okay, we got <laughs> Javante Williams going middle of the second round. Dak Prescott again. This is a one QB league going right after him. To to a gen- I, I hate talking shit about these veterans. I mean, really, it's just horrible, <laughs> dude. You should. T- dude, I'm, I'm gonna end up. No holds barred. But a, a, a dude with a Dallas Cowboys logo for his avatar <laughs> took Dak Prescott in the middle of round two. Or, or Dude, get your Lena, guy, get your guy, or, or Leonard Fournette falling to the end of the third round. What's bro? Religious? I was wanting Leonard Fournette in the third or in the fourth, but he got snapped up. I think the most cool. egregious thing that you left off this is the fact that Trey Sermon was drafted at all, oh, at all, <laughs> let alone in a single digit round. Yeah, at, at the uh, in the fifth round. That's insane. Yeah, that, that, that was bad. That's yeah, I, I mean, I think that. I think the Prescott thing aside, I, he's a Cowboys fan. Go get your guy. I get it. Um, you don't know. In, in a best ball, you don't know how these runs are going to start. You know, mm-hmm. we watch in, in the one league that we're in. I know that there's a couple guys that do best balls all offseason, and they're constantly saying, you know, I'm in, you know, this Mahomes would just went 106. You know, they're talking about quarterback yeah. runs in the first and second rounds. So, um I think if that's the guy that he wanted, he can go get it. I don't have a problem with that. Fournette sliding to the end of the third. That's, I think that he still has the stink on him from how it went down in Jacksonville, and people yep. don't realize that he is he's the RB one in Tampa. Um, yeah, and especially in a setup like this, where like this week Tampa doesn't have anything he's going. Smashed. You know, yeah, he's I gonna mean, smash this week. Yeah, Godwin's Godwin's game time decision. AB's out. Gronk's out. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be Evans. It's gonna be Fournette. It might be a little bit of break, but he's gonna get a ton of work. And quite honestly, they're they're in it for a stretch run. So I, he I he they're gonna ramp him up to to end up at the same place that he was at last year when he when he was so hot during the playoffs. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree about Lenny. I wanted Lenny so bad as my RB two. I was furious. That he did that he got snapped up at the end of the third, but one you didn't see you didn't say anything about my guy Mahomes. I got him in the mm. sixth round, the yeah. sixth round. That's incredible. Like I almost took. I was looking at like right there. Uh, Dan took T Higgins, Dan Claskins. I was gonna take T Higgins. I was I was fading quarterback until then, and then he took my guy T, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take. Mahomes and Mahomes is still a top three quarterback every single week. It doesn't matter how bad the the team is overall. Like the numbers are still there. Like he's still throwing up plenty of touchdowns, 20, 20 plus touchdowns. He's he's fine. Like I just don't understand why he's dropping like that. And this is fantasy football. It's about numbers. It's not real football. Like like give me the guy that's going to have ridiculous attempts that doesn't have a running game and has two superstars to throw to like that prior to the draft, I was talking to Mike, I was saying, I'm, I was going to go Najee and I was talking about doing 
the Cowboys stack of Lamb mm. and uh, and Dak. But when it came down to it, I just didn't pull the trigger on that. I didn't do it. I, I didn't follow what I was talking about doing. And uh, I went with my Alpha DK, and I, I'm fine with it. I, I actually really I, I really like my team, and it's going to – I think it's going to do well. You so know what we'll I love see. about what I love about these midseason drafts is the fact that there's no ADPs out there, right? Nope. So, so you're going off of your own work, your own research, your own yep, just how the season's going, right? I mean, we default so much to ADPs, and I, I sometimes wonder, like, would we draft better in a vacuum if you're able to just erase ADPs? I would love. If there was like an option, say in sleeper or something like that, where you can just completely erase yeah, ADPs like, like out of drafts. And that would be sick. I think that'd be so that sick because you'd probably end up drafting a better team. Um, I, yeah. So probably. a few things that kind of came like that with, with that in mind stood out to me, there were 12 quarterbacks drafted by round eight, typically in, in like the redraft season, those guys, like your 12 quarterbacks going off around nine, 10, 11, right? Yep. People are waiting later than ever nowadays for quarterbacks. I found that pretty interesting to your point. I mean, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, all went before Patrick Mahomes, which honestly is insane. It, it sounds <laughs> That's insane. But Patrick Mahomes does not look like Patrick Mahomes right now. And I guess my question to you is, look, if they're going to force feed the ball to Travis Kelsey, to Tyreek Hill, and it's not working, what are their other choices? There's just a bunch of rubes like – Josh just keep doing it. You just keep feeding it. You just keep feeding those beasts and just hope. Like I, I I'm just. I, I guarantee you, by the end of this, by the end of the year, this narrative about Patrick Mahomes is going to be melted it just away. Takes one week. It just but takes one. week. It takes well, one week for him to throw five touchdowns, and people are going to go, "He's back," <laughs> and that's it. Like it, and that's all it takes. And and I think he's going to do that. I, that team is too talented. The coaching is too good, and I just. You know, like I think I think Pat was a steal. I think he was probably the steal of the draft, considering where um, other quarterbacks were going. Yeah, it's the Sunday night two, game. Two quick things. One thing I'll say is, as an Eagles fan, I've seen uh, I've seen this Andy Reid story before, and mm-hmm. as off- as his offense stagnates and as it kind of gets stuck in the mud, he mm-hmm. doesn't have the best ability to kind of pivot and and pull it and pull it out. So that that's a little bit of fear that I have with this whole thing. And the other thing with Mahomes is his his YPA is down a full yard plus over what it's been in 2019 and 2020. He's mm-hmm. 19, he was 8.3. Uh 2020, he was 8.1. He's down to 7.0 this year. So they're throwing right. more short stuff. The defense are playing cover two. But Patrick Mahomes, you know, the best quarterback in the league, he can't break cover two defenses. That's what the narrative yeah. going around is right now. I think give me a break, dude. I can't wait for him to smash all this up. Like he's just yeah. gonna like this kid. But you, you guys keep betting against Pat Mahomes. Just keep doing that. See how. It goes. Hey, I think that was great value. That was fantastic value. But no, I think it was too. Uh, the best part is you you went you went Najee you went Deontay Johnson in the fourth round yeah. and you came back at your at your second quarterback because it is a best bowl league with Ben Roethlisberger. I kind of like that. I mean, you went yeah. super late in round fourteen, but I think that was perfect. Mike, yep. that's on the table. Who's going to win Sunday night? Is it going to be Kansas City or those Las Vegas Raiders? Uh, this is it, it's going to be close. It's going to be closer than it should be, to be one hundred percent honest. But I think at the end of the day, Kansas City pulls it out. They know that they got to win. It's a it's a division game. They have their their expectation is Super Bowl championship every year. And um, with those guys with with the horses that they have on that team, I just don't know that Kansas that uh, Las Vegas has the has the horses right now to keep up with them. Love it. Let's okay. Let's not barely. Let's get into these plays of the week. 
So, as usual, since I am a very simple-minded person, we're going to go alphabetical in these, in these matchups for the week. So, starting off the week, Arizona going up against Carolina. We got two backup quarterbacks potentially playing in this game. Arizona, yeah. Kyler Murray, it, it sounds like he's still got the foot issue. He's probably not going to start this week. Me drafting him at in, in, the six overall two weeks ago was looking like an absolute disaster at this point. But Tyler, or, um, DeAndre Hopkins may not play. Uh, we all know Jay, or Chase Edmonds is out. Uh, Rondell yep. Moore is a game time decision. What the yep. hell is going on in this game, Mike? Who do, who do you like in this game from a fantasy perspective? So um, obviously, James Conner is going to get all the work he can handle. Um, you know, there, it, there was a whole there was a whole narrative beginning of the season, you know, preseason run up to draft that it was going to be Chase Edmonds was going to break out. He was going to finally elevate into the RB one tier, and I was kind of railing against that. Uh, I've never been a huge Chase Edmonds guy. He's had the opportunity, and he's always fallen flat on his face. You know, you saw it last year when the Drake was hurt. Um, and he, he just didn't get there. So, you know, I thought that James Conner was going to kind of limit his upside. Listening to one of the great things about what, uh, Harris, what Bob Harris and Mike Dempsey do in the preseason is they get beat reporters that come on there all year round. So like in May, June, early part of July, you're getting real actionable items. And they were saying, you know, the Arizona beat reporters were saying that even in the, even in, uh, mini camps. Connor was getting all the goal line work. He was going to be the inside. He was going to be the 20 in guy and Evans was going to be inside the, uh, between the twenties. So huge, huge game for Connor coming. Um, I got a, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think that Kirk could be a, Kirk could be a real, real sneaky play this week. Mm, um, on the other side of the football. Don't is, is, is that, is that official? Is that an official flex play? Christian it Kirk. actually is an official flex pay. Go. I'm going yep. with Christian Kirk. Say it. Yep. You got to say yep. it. You gotta say, okay. you gotta own it. say it with your chest. Put it on, put it on tape. That's right. Yeah, he's, uh, That's right. Yeah, can, he can, is... can I just say, James motherfucking Connor leads yep. the NFL in touchdowns with 11. Wow. With 11 touchdowns. Let that sink wow. in for a second. I, it's it's shocking to me. It, it honestly is shocking. If, if somebody came up to you at the start of the season and said, James Connor is going to get eight touchdowns on the season, I would have been like, eh, you sure about that? You sure? <laughs> Alan Murray loves to run that ball. You sure about that? And here we are, halfway through the season and with 11. Dude, I mean, my boy Mike, I I've been, I argued all offseason with Mike about Kyler Murray and mm. what he's going to end up being. And he he told me, he said, his rushing is going to regress. And I kept saying, I don't think so. They don't got a running back that can do anything. And look what happened. James Connors over here just smashing slates and – and who called that? Our guy, Alan Soslowski, the only guy, yeah. the only guy I saw in Twitterverse that said draft yeah, James Conner. And I didn't listen, and He's I wish like I did. He's going the 10th or 11th round. Yeah. He, what a what – a, next to probably Cordell Patterson is probably a huge – one of the best values you could have got in, in uh, redraft. And a lot of people probably didn't draft Cordell Patterson. I, he probably I, went undrafted, and a he lot probably of did in basketball. Probably went undrafted completely. Yep, I, I had him only because of dynasty league. I'm such a dynasty guy, so like I picked him up whenever I saw him sign with Atlanta. And wherever I didn't get it, you know, a couple of my buddies did, and uh, and I'm paying the price for that. Paying the ultimate price. Let's move on. Otherwise, yeah. we will be here for about 13 yep. hours, which is not Let's our roll. objective. As much as we loved it. We don't want to be for 13 hours. Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas is an eight and a half point favorite. Yes. This is a, one of those massive over-unders, 55 points. 
Woof, Mike or uh, Mike, who do you like in this game? Uh, give me say everybody. This, this <laughs> is one of the three games where I'm taking as many people as I can get on both sides of the football. So yep. if you got if you got Ryan, if you got Dak, or from the Atlanta side, if you got Ryan, you're starting him. If you got Patterson, you're starting him. If it's if it's looking real skanky for you, you got to throw Russ Gage in there. You don't feel great yep. about that because he's going to get digs, but has to pop, he's. Baby. At some point, he's probably going to pop. Um, Kyle yeah. Pitts, obviously, you're putting him in. And then uh, I was, uh, I saw, I saw some a little bit of tape that uh, a guy named Matt Waldman does. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, Matt sure. Waldman. He was, he showed a bunch of cutups of uh, Hurst running side by side with Pitts and how Pitts clears out for Hurst. So Hurst is getting all that short, you know, that five yards and in work. So I think if you're real, if you're real desperate, you can That's throw Hurst in there and hope that for the is. best. Play the yeah. damn song, my goodness. My yeah, goodness, you uh, went deep. Oh, 100%. But, yeah, I, I think the only guy I'm staying away from on the Atlanta side is Mike Davis. He's just not getting it done. I don't feel no. good about it. Yeah, no, no, no. no he's, absolutely, he's absolutely not done. Russie Gage, do you think that, that Diggs is going gonna, is gonna to line up against Russie Gage? He's playing 58 or 48.9% of the slot, which we kind of like. I mean, if you're going to get things done against Dallas, it's the slot's a pretty good way to do it. Yep. Uh, Russell Gage is one of my flex plays on the week because what else do they have, right? And uh, – did you ever say Matt Ryan looks good? Were we wrong about Matt Ryan being washed up? No. Uh, I mean, yeah, somewhat. But I, we said it in the beginning of the year. It He got a brand new system installed. He's got a brand new coach. It takes a little bit of time. And then he has major issues with Calvin Ridley, his number one guy. Like, Ugh. I mean, there must have been stuff going on in the back at, off the field as well, like that was going on with that team before Ridley, you know, came out and said that he's taking a break, and there must have been some drama going back. And so I, I kind of we didn't know that, but we were just I was just thinking the Falcons were just bad team, but it really was just the fact that they were out of rhythm. And Arthur Arthur Smith is actually a hell of a coach and yeah. an offensive mind, and I knew he was going to get it together at some point. Um, but I mean, if you look at our, the, the roster watch, uh, matchup tool, the, Atlanta has the seventh best wide receiver matchup of the week. And then the, the 11th best tight end matchup of the week, um, running backs have the 22nd quarterback 15. So it's obvious that we're talking like, it's going to be gauge it's Zacharias and, and it's probably yes. Pitts in my opinion. Well, Pitt, I mean, Pitts is every yeah, Zacchaeus. 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 Pitts, Pitts is every week. I, yeah. th- I think this is a fun game. This is a game where you want to play yeah. all your players. If you, I mean, the teams that are on bye week this week are, I just hid my screen, of course, are the Chicago Bears and Cincinnati Bengals. So there are obviously some fantasy role players there. New York Giants and Houston Texans. So, look, it's not as bad as it was last week, but with the Bengals and maybe a few Giants and maybe one or two Bears, you are – Maybe a little desperate. Plus, injuries yep. are adding up. It's that time of the year. I'm playing anybody in this game. I love it. Um, I actually – so one guy I, I want to mention as a flex is Tony Pollard. Um, mm, Tony mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, he, they have – Dallas has a uh, third best uh, matchup for RBs. And Zeke did get banged up last week a little bit. Um, and I like to play Tony Pollard in games with high – um, over unders and with the Dallas as major favorites, and I think uh, I, that they have a nine, they are minus nine points. So that's a big, 
they are favorites in this. And yes, I think I think Tony Pollard is going to get a lot of work in the fourth quarter of this week. I hope so, man. I mean, like, yeah, Tony Pollard, somebody it's kind of like a Javante Williams, right? Where you, you want to start these guys because, you know, that there's a, they're electric. It just takes one play. But yeah, the usage, it always quite it's always a little bit questionable. I, I think because of how ba- I mean, he what Zeke was a little bit banged up and he was limited in practice yeah. this week. So, I mean, if I was them, I would definitely uh Tailor Consider. back a little bit on Zeke and let Tony run with it and let him get a little bit healthy. Brandon, you got him on your you got him in your vet draft. I love Pollard in best ball setting. He's it's, yes, sir. You don't, have to worry, you don't have to worry about the weeks he's going to pop. You don't have to worry about getting him in your lineup. So yeah, exactly, I, I think he's got. I think he has a best ball play. He's great. Yep. Right. Here's here's what's kind of funny about this whole situation. You got him in round nine, which I think is probably after where he was going in, in seasonal leagues or uh, seasonal redraft leagues, and I would say that. Look, he's actually doing what we thought he was going to do. The uses that he's getting, that's mm-hmm. why he was drafted so high. He was drafted in like the seventh round of redraft leagues back in August, and yet he fell further. You know, we know what he is, and we also mm-hmm. know how banged up the RB RB landscape is right now. That was fantastic right. value. Well, that's why I, 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 if if Zeke misses any game, he's a top eight play that week. Easy mm-hmm. every Absolutely. anytime anytime Zeke misses, Tony Pollard is a top. He's a beast. So he he's one of beast. the most efficient running backs in the league. So I, I like him a lot. Buffalo Bills get right game against those yes. New York Jets are a 12 and a half point favorite, which is a huge, it's a huge uh, number. 47.5 over under. Zach Moss might be hurt. And we do know you start your running backs against the Jets. Yes. Are you starting Devin Singletary with confidence, Mike? Mm. With confidence? Yeah. Assuming maybe. Zach Moss is out. If Zach Moss is out, maybe I just I worry about Gabe Strip getting away from him. Singletary is not is not a banger, and they got <clears throat> uh, who they have Taiwan Jones and Matt Breida on their bench behind Matt him. They'll Breda be back. Right yeah, they'll be back. They'll be backing him up this week. I just feel like Game Script could just script Singletary right out of it. That that's my <laughs> that's my only concern with it. So with Dev, Devin Singletary is one of my flex plays of the week, and. I actually like him a lot. When Zach Moss was out, his snap share skyrocketed to 72% snap share from 53. Um, he's got 53% this last week, and he's usually right around the high 40s normally. If Zach Moss is banged up at all and they kind of curtail his role a little bit, I could totally see Devin Singletary as a guy that gets around 75% snap share and give me that all day long against the Jets. Could it just be a Josh Allen week where just Allen yes, is upset, he's totally. angry, and he just takes yep. over the entire game? Totally. Totally. That could that could totally happen. He could rush one in. Like I could totally see him rushing a, at least one touchdown in for sure. Yeah. That that makes uh, sense. Do, 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 do you dabble in the sweet art of DFS, Mike? I do not. That is, uh, that's been a big butt of contention between Brandon and myself for going on three seasons now. I just, uh, I don't, I don't have the time to put into it and I don't, I don't, if I'm not, if I can't do it all the way, I don't want to do it. I don't want to half-ass it. I like that. Okay. So this, this means you're unbiased. You have no stake in the game. Are you, uh, Josh Allen on the FanDuel slate is the highest cost quarterback, 8,700. Is that a guy you're willing to pay? Because obviously you can't you can't play all the studs out there. Are you starting them? Are you willing to play them? You think you should be I think it depends. The week? I think it depends on how how you construct your roster the west the rest of the way down. Honestly, yeah. in a situation like that, um, I think that he could 
he could take that game over and he could put up 35 easily. Mm-hmm. Give me for, for the pay down. I'd rather pay down for Dak, Matt Ryan, somebody, somebody in that game, a game that we know Dak. is going to shoot out two skanky, Dak. skanky defenses, just yes. a, a higher projected over under and, and the lines closer. So it, that's a situation where, uh, you know, I think if I was putting together 10 lineups, I'd probably put Allen in six of them just because I don't want to miss out on it. And again, it depends on format too. If you're, if you're playing a GPP, um, you know, if you're playing a GPP, yeah, pay up for, pay up for Allen and hope you, hope you knock it out of the park. Um, I'm so not who sure you, who, who, it's just the problem is who are you going to stack him with? Diggs has not been coming through this year. Um, his and he, he, Emmanuel Sanders or not, Manny maybe. Sanders or I mean, I just don't know who you're supposed to stack him with. I mean, Diggs has to erupt here soon, right? Like Diggs is too yeah. talented to not just start erupting down the stretch. And I don't know. That makes sense. But I, I like your call. I, I would rather go to the Dak Prescott stack with uh with Lamb and then stack him with Amari as well. Like just go three deep and kill or it. Dalton Schultz even. Yeah, or Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz has a great matchup this week too. Yeah, um, th- that could be somebody I like. Uh, Lamb and Schultz would be a, another one I would go to. Cleveland at New England, forty-five point over under. New England's favored by two and a half points. Nick Chubb not look like he's playing. Odell Beckham, not that he was any good, anyways. Oh, what the, hell, what the hell? Is it Uranus Johnson season again? Brandon. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, if you don't start De- De- Deionis John- Johnson this week with the, the volume that he's going to get, I, I, I yeah. want to see your lineup because he he has a t- he's a top 10 play this week at running back. And I just don't understand if you're going to sit him. So, yeah, I would I would stuff him in every lineup. I had him. So but we know the, we know the Pats like they're going to take away something. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. It's either I, I either see them taking away the run, taking away Dearnest, or, or and then Donovan Peoples Jones is going to smash, or they're going to try and take away Baker and the air air attack, and Dearnest. Baker, Baker can I, do I, that to himself. Don't worry. Oh, he's I know he can. Oh, I know he can. Like he is something. Like I, yeah. I, but he's got something with the uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. Man, he's got something special with that guy, and and uh donovan's been beating man coverage at a rate that yeah elite elite wide receivers are doing so i could totally getting, see him doing well he's getting two to three targets a game man it's just like he's so boom bust it's, it's time for me to say that i think it's going to change now well we'll see we'll see we'll see what about the I think new Chubb, chubb's officially out yeah Is he's he officially out? out okay so that's yeah, easy. yeah he's, he's officially out, out. Yeah. what about the new england side like there's uh ramondre stevenson some question go. marks damian harris some question marks is it brandon bolden time like it's brandon oh. bolden time so my another flex of mine was brandon bolden for the week and he he is a pass catching back that can run between the tackles pretty well and with that pass rush from Cleveland, they're going to have to dump it off for Mac Jones or else Mac Jones is going to get killed. And so I see a lot of screens coming his way and he's going to, his snap share is going to be around 75% because there's nobody else who the hell else is there besides uh, JJ Taylor. And like both of those guys are pretty, JJ's great. Like I, I, yeah, yeah, JJ's a good player Um, for DFS. Like if you're in a huge uh, GPP, uh, Taylor might be a sneaky guy to throw in there. Like he could, he's a boomer bust guy, but like nobody's going to play him. So like I could totally see that happen. He can break a slate if he you know gets a couple touchdowns uh, from just screens. Mac Jones is a hell of a, 
he's very good at these uh, at these short passes, and he yeah. he runs that offense really well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think we kind of said it all for that. A game that I find is going to be very interesting this week: Denver versus Philadelphia, forty-five point five over under. Denver's actually favored by three points. Yep. Jerry Judy's looking good. He's getting the targets. Cortland Sutton looks like hot trash. We've already talked about Javante, but Melvin Gordon looks legit. Um, Philly side, Denver side, Mike, anybody deep that you're willing to, to start this week? I actually got two flex plays coming out of this game, both yeah. off the Denver side. Yep. Um, there you go. It, Brandon, one of yep. your picks that's really stuck out to me was, uh, your man, Tim Patrick in the 15th round. I think that was an absolute steal. Um, yeah. you know, looking at what Sutton does on the field with Judy Sutton's, I think he's two, three targets a week when Judy's out there. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and the tough part about it is, you know, you took Sutton, you took him thinking he was going to be had potential to be a low end one, high end two. You draft him to be your two, and I don't know that you can start him as such anymore moving forward as long as Judy's nope. out there. So, um, you know, looking at looking at uh, the Philly the Philly secondary, Slay's probably going to go. Um, so Slay's going to see Sutton's going to see a lot of Slay. Slay mm-hmm. just does not allow production. I mean, he's allowed two hundred yard receiving games in the last two seasons. Wow. Um, yeah, he's he, he's legit. Um, yeah, you know Patrick's going to line up on uh, Steve Nelson, who uh, I have no idea who Steve Nelson is, and I'm a Philly fan, so um, Judy's going to get production in the slot. Patrick's going to get production on uh, on the outside against Nelson, um, and then my other flex play coming out of here is Melvin Gordon. If you're starting Javante week to week, you got to start Gordon week to week. Um, yep. Their carries per game are the same. Their yards per game are the same. Gordon's getting the red zone carries. Their targets are the same, and they're seeing the same number of guys in the box. So it's it's a play that you got to make. It's skanky. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I got a league where I have Gordon and Javante, and I'm starting both of them this week, and I do not feel good about it, but I'm doing it. See, I, I was on the, I'm on the other end. I'm saying start Javante. The breakout has begun, boys. The breakout has yeah. begun. It's Here's happening. It's happening. No. Here's the thing. I love Javante Williams. I, I have him a lot in Dynasty. And look, I'm starting him because I'm confident. That, actually, you know what? In the league, I'm starting Javante over Cortland Sutton in a week in, in a league because I just can't start Sutton until I see it. Yep. Um Melvin Gordon is the RB1 in that in that on that team still. It kills it kills us, but you gotta follow the usage. And like Mike said, it, he gets getting the red zone touches. So you're starting both of them. I don't think it's nasty to start him either, to be frank. Um on the Philly side. Devonta Smith, man, he looks freaking good. He looks legitimate. Yeah. Dallas Goddard finally. Jalen Hurts, however, he's not getting the rush of production. They've decided that it's a good idea to rush the ball constantly, which I love. It's it's good, right? You got to take a little bit of pressure off them. They're winning games ish. Is Jalen Hurts still startable, Mike? So I have this I have this decision to make in a couple leagues. Uh, I was I as have always been a redraft late QB guy. So I ended up with Jalen Hurts in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, a lot of places, and then I and then I kind of stream behind him. So the situation I'm in now in two leagues, I got Wentz versus Hurts. That's an easy decision for me. Wentz all day. We'll get to that as we get oh, to that whoa, game. Whoa, Here we whoa, go! Whoa, oh, yeah, whoa, boy! Whoa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a Philly guy, that fucking oh, pains whoa. me. It pains me. But the other decision I have is Carr versus Hertz, and I think I'm leaning Carr. Um, yeah, you know, Hertz ha- Hertz had the production. He's still averaging six, seven yards a carry. But I mean, Jordan Howard's coming alive. Boston Scott's coming alive a little bit. Gainwell's a factor. Um, okay. It just, ladies and gentlemen, I- I'm out. Peace. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. His, he, kill me. This guy is the Hurts truth, or like it's, this is like daggers. Dude, I'm a hurt. I I've been a Hurts believer as well. Um, mm-hmm. I I love Hurts as a as a Philly fan. I mm-hmm. want him to succeed. I want him to do well. But these last two weeks, that you know, seeing Detroit, seeing how low his floor can get if game script goes the wrong way, that's the only thing that scares you about it. So the passing volume is not there. It's I, I still feel good about it if I have to start him if he's the only QB I have because you know he can easily put up 25, 30 points and it doesn't have to look pretty. It's very. It nope. feels very. Blake Bortles 2017, where you don't have to watch the game, you just have to look at the fantasy numbers at the end. Um, but it don't you hurt. don't you think don't you think don't you think there's gonna be some regression for the RB position by for Philly and be. that there has Jordan to be Howard. some kind like I mean come on now like Hurts has to be what? yeah there has to be some regression that and but, I think that's gonna go to Hertz's uh, legs as well. I think Hertz can I think Hertz is not as bad as people think. People, I think it's just. I, I think. I think what's largely concerning about it, though, is that Jordan Howard's taking the goal line work. Miles oh, Sanders. Sure. Miles Sanders was not getting any of that goal line work. He really wasn't That's getting true. any rush volume. They ran the ball sixty-three times in the first seven games with Sanders. They ran it sixty-two times in the seven quarters after Sanders went out. I mean, that's wow. just that's right. that's asinine. That's, that's an coaching. indictment. That is an, an indictment indict- on Nick Sirianni. Yeah, I, I don't care how good Nick your T-shirts Sirianni. are, bro. Run the freaking football. Yeah, got to go. He's got to go. go. Miles Sanders is a good when when they actually gave Miles Sanders a ball. Guess what? Miles Sanders produced and he looked freaking good. Hold on, let's wait for Miles Sanders to get hurt. Let's start Jag Boston Scott. Let's start the old man who could barely freaking move, Jordan Howard. Like, I can't believe he's playing still. <laughs> I'm on till. Let's let's move on. I'm. Dude, so he's only 26. Up. I know, he's but old. He's tired. He, he runs like he's 35. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's frustrating. It's Detroit at Pittsburgh. This is going to be a fun game. I think to watch, um, mm-hmm. from a fantasy perspective, Brandon, I'm going to throw this one to you because you are officially the, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers biggest fan. Talk to me. <laughs> Talk to me. Dude. Deontay. De- uh, well, for, I think this week for the Steelers, it revolves around Najee. First of all, He's got the second best matchup of the week for the RB position, mm-hmm. and he is just going to smash the slate. But Deontay is isn't Deontay the most consistent wide receiver when he plays? Like this man, yeah. he constantly gets the volume. He gets the cat. He hasn't dropped a thing this year, and it it's it's obvious that he's the, he is the focal point of the passing offense. But I think. I was talking. We were. I was talking to Mike last night a little bit, and he was talking about getting a little skanky with his flex plays with this with this uh, game. And I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit right here about Pat Fryermuth. Um, oh, I love that. That's that, not skanky at all. I think he. I think. I think he could be a sneaky play this week, and possibly could take you know some of those red zone looks away from Deontay because Deont. I mean, the wide receivers have. The 14th, it's a middling matchup, and so does the tight end. It's a middling matchup. It's it's really the it's really about the run game, I think, for Pittsburgh this week. And Najee is about I think he's gonna be the the number one running back of the week. I just I just feel it. Yeah, and we love DeAndre Swift, but it's gonna be just set your expectations where yeah, it's a Steelers. Watt, not Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So 27th ranked uh against, so they're very good against the run. Just be prepared. Like 
We yeah, but they're going to throw the ball. Yeah. The good thing, I mean, Swift, he just he's just so elite at pass catching. And with that, with that front four of uh Pittsburgh coming downhill so hard, I can see a lot of screen game for golf this week. Um, I can see that happening. So Swift isn't out, it's just out of bounds here. No, no, yeah, look, you're starting Swift every single bit. week. Yeah, always. It's yeah, just yeah. are you starting him in DFS? Is is but you know go ahead, Mike. Guys. I want I want you to talk about Pat a little bit because you're a numbers guy. Yeah, so I've I've been on Friar moves since the beginning of the season. I hoped that Eric Ebron, the ghost of Eric Ebron, would just evaporate into the ether. That didn't happen. It took an Ebron injury for it took an Ebron injury for Friar Muth to kind of rise to the top. But last three games, he's he's uh, uh, last week he was uh, five catches, six targets, forty three yards, two tutties. Week before Come that, on. four catches, seven targets, forty four yards, and a touchdown. Week before that, seven grabs, seven targets, uh, fifty eight yards. So, in so a he's tight end premium, seven targets. Yeah, he's, <laughs> the, the target volume has been there. Claypool's mm-hmm. definitely out this week. Yep. Um, the volume has been there in a tight end premium setup. I am definitely flexing him. Um, even in a straight PPR, I, he's he's definite consideration for me. Um, I did have at the very, very bottom of my list, as skanky as it is, play the song. I did have James Washington the week that Claypool Ooh. was out. The week that Claypool was out, week four, Washington went uh, four grabs for 69 yards. So, you know, you're looking week nine, week 10. Uh, if week nine was drunk, I think week 10 might be the hangover. Um, yeah. <laughs> in a week like, in a week like this, you need eight, nine points out of your, fle- yeah. out of your flex position. Uh, Washington could get it for you. Like I said, you don't feel good about it. You don't feel, you know, you feel like you need to jump in a hot shower after you hit yeah. uh, save on your lineup, but still the, the points could be there. I like it. And of course, TJ Hawkinson, uh, you're starting TJ Hawkinson every single Volume. Week. Let's move on to what could be an absolutely beautiful game. If you like the game of football, Green Bay going up against Seattle. Russell Oof. Wilson is looking to start. He said he's 90%. We just, again, as an NFL fan, I hope that Aaron Rodgers is back. We can just move on with this whole COVID BS and have ourselves a fantastic game. So first of all, I mean, this is a game I want to be watching, but who do you like on the Green Bay side? There's the obvious players, right? But is there anybody the running game? Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Are you starting AJ think, Dillon? Oh, I, for, for receipts, by the way, last week I, you chose AJ Dillon. I chose Javante Williams. Eleven yeah, versus thirteen. It. I'll give no, you no, your you push-ups. AJ Dillon. Dillon. Oh, Dillon. he did. I owe you. I owe you ten push-ups, brother. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I thought I. I, I totally Dill- forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never forget. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, dude, AJ Dillon is definitely getting workload here in Snapshare. His Snapshare is increasing. Every single week, it seems like, right? It seems like that, especially since they don't have the the wide, wide receiver two that they've been consistent with. Like Alan Lazard was hurt a couple weeks or was out a couple weeks ago. Like, like it just seems like they're trying to get that run game going and lean on it. And but with it, with Aaron Rodgers back, you really you know the the main characters of this whole thing. This is Devonte Adams. Um, Aaron Jones in the passing game. I could totally see all that happening. And Seattle's defense is not good, guys. Like, not good at all. Like, if you look at the matchup sheet, it's blue across the board. And Green Bay should put up a ton of points here. Um, I think Seattle is going to be the one struggling this week. I think Seattle's going to have a hard time playing and hard time uh, scoring against this team. Um, And especially without Chris Carson – 
play, setting up the play action for us, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, I think it's going to take a Superman effort by Russ and DK to for us to win this game. Um, and when I say us, I'm talking about my Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Look again. We we talk shit about Kansas City right now. They're just there's something happening, but they kept them what to 13 points pretty much yeah. last week. So the Green Bay defense is for real. Aaron Rodgers, assuming he's back, yep. The fringe guys, like the MVSs of the world, who had two yep. targets last week, can't really bank on that. But he's back. It looks like he's healthy. Can you consider it MVS in, or is he just off the table? You just Dude, don't even want to do it. I I, I I won't even. I won't risk that. Like he, I no. Yeah, I won't I risk that. that. Yeah. All right. Next. Did you see the Did you see that report that uh, OBJ wanted to go to Green Bay and the front office completely bungled the whole thing? Are you? Well, I know. Said, we'll give you the lead minimum. OBJ, it's you get, disgusting. You get money yeah. from Cleveland. Disgusting. Yeah. I think Odell would have opened up that offense in a huge way. Nah, like, especially yet, for but... Adams. Like, like I, I, I don't care what you say about Odell. Like, a, as a fantasy player, but in real life NFL, True. when I he guess, steps right. on the field. That guy pulls coverage, and pe- DBs are nervous. And I think, I think that would have helped out that offense tremendously. But they bungled it, and now the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I think Green Bay is going to be hot garbage next year. Rodgers yep. is out. I don't know what is going to happen with. I don't know what's going to happen with Devontae Adams. That that team scares me in 2022, especially with what we saw out of Jordan Love. Hey, he did not look Dynasty like he was players. NFL ready. Dynasty Dynasty players, you better understand this. Aaron Rodgers is not going to come back. And I just, yeah, I just totally see, I see Devontae Adams going to be a Raider. He's going to go back to Derek Carr. And I think, uh, I think uh, Bronco land is going to get Aaron Rodgers. I hope Pittsburgh is Aaron Rodgers, man. Oh, I would, I would love that. I would love that. But I think, I think Broncos, I think uh, Aaron wants to be on the West coast, West side of the, you know, like it's not that far from California. It's a, it's a a pretty easy. It, yeah, go from one tundra in Green Bay to another tundra in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I can yeah. See that. Denver's cold too. Not gonna lie, yeah. it can it can get very cold here. <laughs> that that is true. That is true. Yes, go ahead, absolutely. brother. Next All next right. game: Indianapolis versus Jacksonville. Indy ten and a half point favorite. This one's going to be another interesting game. Okay, here's here's a question right off the bat: Can you start Naheem Hines this week? You're starting JT. Can you start Naheem Hines after his eruption last week? Mm-hmm. I, I think like, so because I think they're I think the Colts are going to be smashing this team, and I think uh, the last two weeks with the Jags they've been playing pretty hard, pretty well. I, can they keep this up for three weeks? I don't think so. Like I think I think Urban Meyer will screw it up, and I think uh, I think that the Colts they need to win. They're still in this, and I think uh, Naheem could definitely get some trash fourth quarter um, work. Um, I don't know if he's uh, he's borderline flex play for me, um, but I think the the I think the monster that the, I think the smash is going to be Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman yeah. in this in this game, if he doesn't come out with 125 and a touch, I'd be surprised. Like like Michael Pittman has been shredding this year, and I I hope everybody that listens to this when we talked about Michael Pittman and his upside preseason. You're seeing it, man. This guy, I mean, in Dynasty, isn't he like a top 15 wide receiver now? Like, he has to be a top 15. Yeah. I'd say probably like right in that 15, 15, 16 mark. When you actually like go and you tally it out, I'd say he's probably right around there. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Are you starting the uh, the Jags number one wide receiver Jamal Agnew, Mike? Is this a guy we're we're considering starting? I have to in a <laughs> couple we... spots. I have oh, to in a couple no. spots. I don't oh, feel great no. about it, oh, uh, no. dude. <laughs> uh, the roster, the roster watch OG Dynasty League. I I am decimated. I got Claypool out. I lost Shark. I'm probably not going to have Godwin this week. I lost Dobbins. <sighs> uh, I lost Kamara this week. So, mm-hmm. uh, am I starting Agnew? Yeah. Do I feel good? You're about all, yeah, no. I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but he's getting the targets. He, he and Dan Arnold are the two pass catchers in Jacksonville right now that you feel confident <sighs> about starting. And when I say confident, I say that with a lowercase C, not a big C. You are. Dan Arnold is a good play this week. Dan Arnold so is a great play this week. I'm so depressed. If, if you're a tight, if you're struggling at tight end, Dan Arnold is a play. Like he is, he's pretty damn good. I don't like about the, Agnew. This, the thing know. I don't like about Agnew is Urban Meyer is he, with Agnew. He tried to prove that he's the smartest guy in the room, taking this yep. guy who had only ever been a cornerback, turning him into a receiver. And now because of the chalk injury, he's got to force feed him. He's taking targets away from LaVishka Chanel, who's clearly a much more talented player. Like I don't see how you have that guy on the field and don't get the ball in his hands. Try to get the ball in his hands 12 to 15 it's times a game. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely asinine. Insane. You know the wide receiver leads the league in yards after the catch right now? We already talked about him on the show a little bit. His name is Debo Samuel. You know who reminds me a lot of Debo Samuel? Oh, that's right. LaVisca Chenault. Yep. Similar types of players. Man, asinine. Asinine. Yeah. Asinine. So, sorry, Jags fans. Jags oh, fans. Boy. <laughs> it's it's depressing. All right. All right. Let's Let's move on. I just can't. I just can't anymore. <laughs> the Chargers. There we go. Who, look, they haven't been fantastic, but they're got a pretty good matchup this week going up against Minnesota. A 53 point over under. Uh, the Chargers are three and a half point favorites. I love Justin Herbert this week. I love Justin Herbert this week. Do you love Mike Williams, though? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm because because I'm uh, I was dabbling in a little DFS up lineup and I kind of like the the Mike Williams stack. I don't think a lot of people are going to have him because of the recency bias. But just like you can put up four points this week, you could also put up 24, 34 points. I think it's yep. gonna be good. I like him. It's Williams Mike had Williams, Williams got Slay last week. That's I mean yeah. Slay went out a little bit. He came back in, but that was that was part of what contributed to to Williams down week last week was how much he saw Slay. Well, and the thing is, the Chargers are number four in the league on team pass plays. So they're still going to throw the damn ball. And Justin Herbert, we know, is very good. He's very accurate. And Mike Williams is a two in that offense. Austin Eckler is obviously going to bite into that a little bit, but I love Mike Williams this week. Dude, same thing. I have him written down right here, brother. I have him written down right here. Uh, Williams is the play for the Chargers this week. I I agree with you. Do we think – I mean, obviously there's going to be no impact to Devil Cook this week. Devil Cook is starting – He's probably going to start for the rest of the season, right? Unless some insane new evidence comes out, the league's just going to put their hands up. They're going to they're going to let the process play out. Yep. So if you're a Dalvin Cook fantasy manager, are you comfortable right now sticking with him? Because Alexander Madison, he's rostered in a lot of leagues. So if you don't have him as a, as a cuff, you're pretty much hooped. I think that this is a conversation that needs to happen a lot more preseason. If you have a stud like Cook 
and a stud behind him who's going to take all the work, you got to yeah. prioritize that guy a round or two ahead of ADP. This is where we leverage ADP as savvy fantasy yeah. players is, yeah. is in a situation like this, a Zeke Pollard situation, a Cook Madison situation. You got the guy. Every every league where I have Cook, I have Madison. So it doesn't bother me. The only thing that bothers me about Cook is the, is the in-game injuries where he plays a quarter and a half and then goes out because he rolls an ankle or because he sneezes or pulls a hamstring or something like that. Like Those are the only situations that bug me about it if cooks out i plug in madison i sleep like a baby yep but also the the coaches were saying they're gonna try and give uh justin jefferson more targets this week so um i think uh, justin jefferson has been complaining behind the scenes and i can totally see justin getting himself you know 12 targets this week well, Adam Thielen, thank God, bailed you out with the late touchdown last week. But other yeah. than that, he didn't do much. Adam Thielen, he's just he, all he does is score touchdowns. So thank God because he's not doing much else. Yep. A guy that I was talking to Brandon about deep stash in your dynasty leagues. I have him in yep. a lot of leagues, and for those ones where I didn't, um, after last week's performance on special teams, um, I would not, uh, and I acquired him. His name is Kenny Wangwu. Are you familiar with the man, Mike? I am actually as a as a cook owner several places um, and with Madison uh, in a tenuous situation I feel like when Madison hits free agency there could be some teams that are bidding for his services big time I feel like Potter Pop Tony Pollard could end up in the same situation so yep um, I I grabbed him a couple places I didn't get him everywhere um, but he's his his metrics are off the charts he is a freaking stud. So yep. for those of you who don't know Kenny Wong Wu, go to playerprofiler.com. It's my personal favorite player page. But this man was a fourth-round pick out of Iowa State. He has a 99th percentile 40-yard dash. He ran a 4-3-2 at his pro day. He has a 96th percentile speed score, an 86th percentile Oof. burst score, and an 85th percentile agility score. And he's not a small dude. He's 210 pounds. He only has about a 28.5 BMI, which is low for a running back of that size. But... The man is explosive. You saw it last week. He had that uh, punt, was it a punt return or a kick return for the touchdown? We went like 96, 98 yards for the touchdown punt. on the special teams play where they faked a punt. They gave the ball to uh, Kenny Wangwu, and he's able to able to beat the defenders on the outside, and he got the first down. This man is explosive. What you like to see about these these dart throw running backs that maybe aren't going to be fantasy relevant this season, maybe well, who knows with injury, but assuming, you know, all things being equal, these are the kind of guys you want to stash in dynasty because once you get the, tr the trust of the coaching staff, you show that you're electric, you show what you can do when you get the ball in the hand, good coaches are going to want to get the ball in that player's hand. We saw it with Kenny sure. Wong last week. I bet you as the season goes on, he's going to get a few more opportunities. And what I would love is I would love to see him start maybe get a few touches in a game, get two or three touches if, 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 if Minnesota is up. And the thing about Alexander Madison is he's actually younger than Kenny Wong, which is, uh, you know, a little bit concerning. He had a late breakout age. Uh, they're both 23, but uh, Kenny Wong has a couple months on him. So he had a late breakout, which, which worries you. He's an older running back. But if you can get him as like for like a third or a fourth round pick in dynasty, I think that's a steal and you should go and just go, just go test the market. So that's it. I had to get my Kenny Wong like it out there. Let's move on. New Orleans Saints at Tennessee, 44-point game. Trevor Simeon is going to be the starter again this week. Taysom Hill, I don't know why they're not starting him. He's clearly the better choice in my opinion, but talk to me. Trevor Simeon, Mike, what's going on with that? New Orleans Saints. Uh, I don't know. I just I worry about this game. I think this could be a very, very low-scoring game, a low, low offensive output for the New Orleans side. Mm -hmm. um, if you – 
if you got Callaway, you might feel good about starting him. If you got Traquan, you might feel good about starting him. Uh, that's like a that's an injury bye week desperation situation. Uh, if you're if you're a projected dog and you need somebody who has who could who could get you you know 14, 15 points on a single play, that could be Traquan. That could be Callaway, but. I mean, I just feel like we're getting we're getting thrown back to 2015 here with Mark Ingram versus Adrian Peterson lining up in the running back spot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty insane. It's insane. I, I would I was talking to Mike last night about it. I was like, I was thinking about putting Ingram as a flex for volume because he's gonna mm-hmm. get the volume. Um, that that's a consideration. But really, in this game for the New Orleans Saints, the matchup to go to is the wide receiver position. So I like Callaway this week. Um, I think that would be a, a good start. And he's got the third. They got the third best uh, matchup for uh, wide receivers this week. So I I mean, why not? Callaway is a big, dominant looking dude out there on the outside. He's like six three, and you know, throw it up. Why not? Cal- Alvin Kamara is still a game time decision. He ain't playing as of Saturday morning, but he's probably not going to play. Are you comfortable mm-hmm. starting Mark Ingram? Yeah, I, I mean, as a volume, I mean, at this point with running backs, guys, volume, like yeah. there, there's so much injuries and issues with the running back position. I think some teams are going to have to start Ingram, um, and and he's, he's a pure volume play for me. But uh, yeah, I think he could uh, kick it old school for a game and. Get you 80 yards and a touchdown. I can totally see that. Dude, they traded for him for a reason. Yeah. They, they got to have did. confidence in him. They're comfortable. He knows the him. system. He knows Peyton. They, they, yep. Those guys drafted him. I, yep. They'll throw him in if they have to. He'll get it. He'll get work. Yeah, he will. I love it. I'm starting him in, in a league and I'm somewhat confident about it, actually. It's, uh, there you go. Days of old. All right. The last game before we get to the evening games Tampa Bay at Washington. Tampa Bay, nine and a half point favorite. It's got a 51 point over under. Chris Godwin, probably not going to play. Like you said, uh, Rob Gronkowski, probably not going to play. AB, he's out. Mike Evans, my God, obvious. Tyler Johnson. Smash. Can we start Tyler Johnson? That's the question. Mike, why don't you take that one? Mm. Again, I think it, if mm. you don't have any, if you don't have better options, you can. I just no. worry about script in this situation. Can't do um, it, won't do it. Hopefully you have better options at this point in the season. Um, hopefully <laughs> if you've been listening to the Flex Network podcast, using your <laughs> yes. other available online resources, Tyler Johnson is not your wide receiver three that you have to throw into a lineup. Um, I don't want to do it if I don't have to. Um, I would much rather in this game give me Cam Brate off that team uh, or give me Gio Bernard. Um, oh, there it is. Oh, I like, I like that. Yeah, I like a that a lot, Mike. Yeah, he's, there's great, the, to me those are better call. options than Johnson in this game. Great call with Gio on the Washington side. We know that the Tampa Bay run defense is an absolute buzzsaw. Antonio Oof. Gibson, he just doesn't look like himself or what we he thought he was going to be. I, I dare say Antonio Gibson. You're not going to bench him because you're probably don't have better options. But you could consider benching Antonio Gibson. JD McKissick, you, you can get, play get him in pass plays. I think mm-hmm. JD McKissick's more viable than Antonio Gibson this week. I think you're right with the pass rush of this this front seven. I think.